0: Stories within stories. Meanings that point upwards. The cross behind the camera. We're Josh and Brandon, and this is Crossover Collab Director's Cut. funny because the church will challenge that a lot saying like we're not saved by works and they're right but at the same time you're saved by your pursuit of jesus you're saved by your belief in him yeah and jesus requests that we love out of action as well you cannot Mm. save yourself by works in terms of fulfilling the law that's that's what you can't do but what you can do is show that you actually genuinely love jesus rather than just saying i love you Okay, yeah. great. Right. Can you actually love your neighbour? Can you actually do something that requires you to step out and follow me? Yeah. I and mean, it's clear as day when he asked Peter and Andrew and James and John. Um I, I had to question and I decided what names um <laughs> how he asked them to like step off the boat and follow me. Uh he was like, put your nest down, follow me. That's an action when he said to yeah, Levi yeah. slash Matthew. At the tax booth, he was like, stop what you're doing and follow me. Mm. It's an action. It's stepping out and following. And it's we're, we're required to do that because that's what happens. It's the same yeah. as a marriage, which I, I talk about a lot as well. Is In a marriage, I can't just say to Isabel... I love you, and then that that sort it out. That that does the job. Yeah. No, like I need to. That's the very sign clearly,
1: of, a, of a really yeah. rough relationship. If you have to say it all the time,
0: exactly. So. Like, and the thing is, I want to say it to her, like, definitely daily, and I I say it in an abundance, but it's nothing compared to how I show it, and it's through the simple tasks and mundane things that we may do.
1: Suffering she personally the
0: bachelorette. <laughs> Oh exactly. Oh, yeah. My my wife would rather watch um, The Bachelorette over Tenet.
1: That's not as being cinema snob, by the way. That's just no, random no, pointing God. out a fact.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we're watching it um on Monday, which is what, um, like three days away on my birthday. So we're gonna watch it then, which is which is good. And then we'll finally record an episode of it, which have been wanting uh-huh. to do for months. Um, so that would be cool. So yeah, that's it's it's the idea of of showing that and and really um, committing. And I kind of wanted to jump back onto something that you were saying earlier, Josh, about um, the free thinking part and how actually that's a very real scriptural uh, thing and it can be found so much in our Bibles. Um, one, the classic. Um, ideas of actually engaging with God and uh, challenging him is a story of Job. I think that for me oh, clearly yeah. defines how God says to Job, like, look, you're blessed. Your friends who were saying that you have to have done something wrong is just, that's not how I work. That I don't yeah. just bring like absolute judgment like that to you. I am, as God confesses to uh, moses and how he describes himself on the top of mount sinai i am compassionate slow to anger um even jonah quotes that passage as well to most quoted passage in all mm. the bible jonah's very much like you're compassionate god you've literally made me go to my enemies bring the word of god to my enemies and like they're all in communion with you. And literally John is like, I hate you for that. I hate yeah.
1: you. Why I are you so nice? <laughs>
0: yeah, legit. He's like, I hate that you're so compassionate. Ugh, you forgive my enemies. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no. yeah. So like we understand. Sorry, God. <laughs> it's it it displays that he's so compassionate and it's not just to do with this wrath that's constantly conveyed. Yeah. And so when Job is actually like, ah, like I've done nothing wrong and like really questions God and like God actually reveals to him that there is so many things that go on within the universe that you can't even comprehend and stuff like that. It's a clear way that like God's very much saying to Job, look, you've challenged me. You've, because you want to learn. You want to know. You're engaging in what is like an argument between um, spouses in a marriage, but obviously exemplified. Um,
1: Mm.
0: And it's just this idea of like, we figure things out by talking it through, by discussing, by wrestling um, almost, which is also conveyed by Jacob wrestling with God in Genesis. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's the name that uh, like Israel, he wrestles with God, like the entire country's history is built on that. And exactly. Just to uh, just to go back to that thing from Job, actually, that that end passage, like the last few chapters of the book, they um, they get to me every time. Like it, yeah. it's possibly the most poetic thing I've ever written. Written, read. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write. All right. It. I All right. Write it. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> But I think um, credits. Hey, it's been a while since we've done these, so uh, yeah, true. Yeah, true. Um, <clears throat> It's one of uh, what I think. What I meant to say was, it's one of the best pieces of poetry I've ever written. mixed yeah. with it's one of the best pieces of poetry I've ever read, and <laughs> I kind of blended the two together and was like, <laughs> I wrote it. Good. No, I didn't. Uh, not even <laughs> claiming that. Uh, we we all know what the the price to pay is for that. Um. But anywho, there was actually one time. Uh, you you remember Rock Nations, Brandon? Uh, of course. So there was there was one year of of that. It was like this youth conference, uh, and I was there. And you go to a conference with a lot of expectations of things that, uh, in quotes, God is gonna do. And by that you mean uh, how you want to feel, as opposed to what you want God to actually do. Uh, yeah. You want you want to get this uh, lighter than air feeling. And uh for everything all your problems to just melt away until you are forced back into the real world to address them and uh, to to have this feeling of assurance that God loves you and it's like yeah that's a it's a good feeling but it's not the point of of uh, a relationship with God and it's not the point of these conferences like the point yeah. is to be equipped to, to then go back into the world and actually, like fight the good fight of faith to actually like save people's souls rather than just to go back into your comfort zone and bubble but anywho mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. uh, I was at one of these conferences and um, there's always the designated like anointed service where you've got this super spiritual person and then the worship band kind of gets into the groove for like uh, an hour and everyone's super into it and for whatever reason uh, there was this point where i just couldn't couldn't get into it i wasn't feeling anything and the more i looked around and saw everyone else super into it the worse i felt as a result of it um yeah. and yeah i was like super disappointed and that had been a kind of residual thing i think it has been for a, a while in my life where like it takes very little for me to then go, ah, yeah, uh, t- typical. I, why, why would I think that I would not be disappointed by such and such? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah that, there was this point where, um, and again, it was a few years back now, so I can't remember the exact uh, scenario, but um, I remember there was this uh, preach going on And I was not paying attention. Like, I was taking notes still because that was the time in my life where I knew that spiritual people took notes. So I took notes Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, forgot what they all said. So it really did me a world of good. Um, But, uh, yeah, I was just taking notes and kind of like, ugh, angry and, like, disagreeing with everything in my head that was being said. Yeah. Um. And then there was a time of worship at the end of that, and again, I was, like, proper, like, sat down, arms folded. I was like, I'm not having any of this. And then I just, like, it was kind of like a small voice in the back of my head. It's just like, all right, get your Bible out and open up to Job chapter 39, I believe it is. I -hmm. knew where it was because I'd already read it uh, many times. I read it, and it was just when God challenges Job, and that, like... That passage just really shows, as you say, the sovereignty of God. That it's like, okay, so you are you are compl- Let me get this straight. So you are complaining because you're not feeling uh, the way that you want to feel right now. Is is that is that right, Josh? And I'm kind of like reading this, and it's like, hmm. oh dear. Um, like he he like molded the galaxies. He like flung yeah. the stars into space, and the fact that like he does that no, it doesn't even take him a full day to do that like he also made like our solar system in a lot of detail and like flung all mm. the galaxies and all of that like you think of how much stuff goes on in the universe that's yeah. way outside of our reckoning like we have no idea like like a black hole that's like 30,000 light years away or something i don't know like he created that and it's just been spinning and just chilling and like sucking everything in um, and then he's like, "Oh, and I also made the emu." Now the joke about the <laughs> emu is that the emu doesn't really care about its eggs, right? And it's like, okay. And then he's like, "But when it runs, it laughs at horse and rider." So even though it's probably going to go extinct, it's pretty fast. I made that, and so all of this stuff, like, it goes through like from the smallest of his creations to the whole universe, and like, it just shows like we are a, we are a speck. And for God to yeah. even take interest in us, let alone love us, and sacrifice himself exactly. for us. It's insane that amount of perspective. So yeah, as you say, it's like we we are allowed that that time to question God, to wrestle with him, to grapple over things, because like that's that is kind of what love is about. It's not just like, oh yes, I'm I'm submitting to your will because you told me to, and even though I don't like it, it's like, well, that's not really God. God doesn't want us to be begrudging servants, He exactly. wants us to love Him. And obviously, we can never love Him the way that He loves us, we can never yeah. love Him that much. But yeah. He just wants to know that, like, you know, we're willing to at least give Him something, you know. Um, Constantly. so yeah, that's the thing. It's like we're able to think for ourselves, we're able to reach our own conclusions. But at the end of the day, are we submitting to the will of God and are we putting His purposes ahead of our own? it's super difficult um but i think as we see in the examples of the kids in dead poet society when they kind of let go of the way that they used to live and they embrace this kind of idea of like seizing each day and thinking like when i get to the end of my life am i gonna look back and go yeah i actually i lived or is it going to be the person in in that poem who uh was afraid that they would look back and realize that they never had lived um yeah. and that's that was a super huge thing like what, watching the film and it re- really hit me that like actually so much of our lives we can kind of waste away and out of fear or whatever like just yeah. not really stick to the point i suppose um oh yeah
0: <clears throat> but
1: yeah Definitely. like what when, when we're able to live in that in that submission to God's will, it frees us up to actually live a life worth living, I would say.
0: Yeah, completely. Um, It really does. And I think actually living in line um, and in spirit with God actually allows us to challenge that authoritative part of our culture and whatnot. Um,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Which I, in say, I think of Martin Luther in the times of the Reformation as well, in that his pursuit of God actually led him to completely um, stand against the Catholic Church and, you know, we know the story of the Reformation and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's interesting how that's individualized thinking, but it's also based on the pursuit of God in that, yeah. well, which is yeah, yeah. and I, I guess it's just kind of reflecting of like, you know, the classic thing of you're in You're in the world, but not of the world kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And I know I've said uh, this before, but um, I I honestly believe that a a lot of Christians today are of the world, but not in the world, which is one of the most dreadful ironies.
0: Yeah, completely. And it's funny as well, because, again, not to constantly reference him, but Bonhoeffer does actually talk about this, um, particularly when he's describing... Um, costly grace versus cheap grace, and how hmm. actually there's, and he talks about how it's essential to be in the world. And you're so right. He he literally makes a point on how there's people who hello, I've got my well, it's not my dog. I've got my <laughs> wife's,
1: you've disowned him already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's my it's my wife's dog right next to me. Um, <laughs> so like, if, if you've heard a little bit of wine and 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 panting and. I'm shaking. It's not me. I promise. <laughs> You're just <laughs> making a point. He's
1: going... <laughs> getting a villain leitmotif. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, and he's left me now. He might have been sick of our conversation. He's like, this is too much theology for one day. For me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Bonhoeffer really expands on um, on that point. And that there's so many people that live off the world, but not even in the world as well. And it's like and, and there's different parts of the church that like really miss the point in that they completely seclude themselves, um, and then you've got people who are just like, yeah, so self kind of absorbed as well, and and they aren't actually following Jesus. And so like a life like Bonhoeffer's is very clear in that he travelled, he made friends, he wrote yeah. letters, he taught people, he was very much a part of Germany, and. He did what he could in that war effort and stuff like that. So, like, it's a breathing faith. And I think this is where I feel a lot of modern church misses the point as well. And we've ranted about this so much in that there's a lot of aspects in the modern church which is completely disconnected from real life. It's either in a very um, cold, dark church where... It's almost like that's holy ground and the second you step outside, you're in the clear, or yeah. you're in a rock concert, and that it's like, oh, you're like, oh, as you said, a cinema, a film experience. and it's like, right, but neither of these ground me in reality. The whole point is what I learn in communion with other people in the, in the church setting, which could be in my household, needs to be living and breathing. That's the yeah. whole point of it. The faith, Definitely. the scripture, the spirit, it needs to breathe into people, breathe into what we're doing. And we are completely lacking and losing in that. And, yeah. Agree. Because I, I yeah, like,
1: yeah, um, when you look okay. at, like, the, the biblical view of church uh, in Paul's letters and such, like, it's it's not there as a, I don't know, as a, as a bubble, like, as a, yeah. a hideaway from from the world it's there as like a just a, a massive support group where everyone's there like accountable to each other they're able to support one another and help each other like it's there is a reason why there's so many metaphors of like battle and war that are used with christianity it's not because it's a violent religion by any means but it's this idea that like as as we mentioned before like it's this belief in an aspect of reality that the unbeliever was never aware of. But the moment that they put their faith in God, it's like, oh, there, there is a fight for people's souls that's been going on for thousands of years and it will keep going on until Jesus comes back. and like, are we are we fighting that fight or are we taking a day off? And yeah, whenever Jesus called people, I remember, like, the, the number of times where I've been in preachers where uh, the, the preacher's been reading about, like, Jesus talking to so-and-so, like, follow me, and it, the preacher just keeps walking, and they walk and walk, and if they leave the stage, it's like, you know, Jesus is gone, kind of thing. That's that's the illustration. Yeah. He, he, didn't, he didn't stop. He was like, all right, follow me, and if the person hesitated that meant that there was something in their life that was more important to them than God. So Mm. they weren't able to keep up kind of thing. It's like God, God is very patient with us. He, he is always there when we're ready to, Mm. you know, to follow him. It's like, he opens the door when we need it to be open and all of that. But if he says, follow me and we turn back and, and look back at what, came behind and go oh well what about this or what about that he's like mm-hmm. all right i'll i'll do another lap and see if you're ready next yeah, time exactly. that kind of thing like it is it's a live and breathing walk in faith it's it's not about staying static and hiding away it's, exactly it's about getting out there. and it's obviously um... like today's world getting out there we've got to we've got to think about how to do that in a different way completely i think like obviously like a podcast Yeah, like like this, what we're doing right now. This is this is getting out there to all you folks Mm -hmm. listening. Like this is our way of like you know strengthening up your faith or helping you to consider you know what our kind of take on some of the gospel stuff is along with movies, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But like yeah, it's important that however we go about doing it, that we first off do it for God and out of worship to God. But that, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's uh, it's alive, because as uh, as the the big man himself James said, brother of Jesus, uh, faith without deeds is dead, or mm-hmm. as they say in the hip and trendy version, I know something like, just do it. Yeah, I knew, I knew there was a meme for it. Uh, I knew there was a meme. Ah, uh, do it. <laughs> Don't do let it. Your dreams be dreams. Just. Be- Do it!
0: Oh my gosh, who am I? All the names. Yeah, and (laughs) there's. um, Yeah, I think that that's very clear. The the point you're making as well with that that story of how a guy comes to Jesus and he's like, "Can I follow you?" And he's like, "Are you sure you're ready?" Because like, I don't have anywhere to lie down. Like, what we're doing isn't comfortable. (laughs) i don't think you're in a it was like i can tell you're not in a comfortable place to actually embrace the sacrifices of what following me is and we're in the world where you know we are traveling we're camping we're going into cities that are quite dangerous and where people don't want us and we're Mm -hmm. interacting with real people and stuff like that and yeah ended up not being um what i actually wanted so yeah
1: So yeah, about the the cinematography and the filmmaking behind *Dead Poets Society*. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the bottom line is it's a it's a film that has very very real drama in it, and obviously you know it's characters that what's happening isn't really happening, but the performances are just so genuine, so human, and all the conflict is character driven. Uh, it's organic and. Um, so yeah, the the moment when who are, is it? Is it Neil dies? Um,
0: I think it is. Why
1: is it with Why is it with people called Neil dying in movies? Anywho. Um, <laughs> oh
0: yeah, true. Spoilers! <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: What for? For any movie Neil in it.
0: <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, we ain't saying that.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm sorry. Um, oh yeah 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 so uh yeah it's uh like that moment usually in films they have to try really really hard to get you to care when a character dies yeah like it's yeah. it's actually pathetic they either yeah. have to like set up i don't know like a, a 10 film series before they kill them off at which point they it's sad just because they've been there for a while yeah. but um when you've got uh, what hour and a half film i think Dead Poets site mm-hmm. is maybe just under two hours something like that and it yeah. manages to like just capture Break. like the horror and the gravity yeah. of it it's it's incredible so honestly like even even if uh <laughs> even if free thinking uh isn't isn't something you're interested in uh, I would recommend the film just because it's a it's a great
0: film it's phenomenal it's just it, it addresses it so beautifully. and Just to uh, really come back to one little point there as well, what I think what the end does as well is it really addresses the time and place for Carpe Diem when they do say, oh, captain, my captain, and stand on their desk. Yeah. It's very clear. 100%. No, this is a time to rebel and go, do you know what? This man has done so much for us and whatnot. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And it's, it's so funny because, like, when I watched it, I was like, okay, this film actually seems quite old now, which is weird. Um, I mean, it's not black and white, obviously, but I was like, it seems quite, like quite an old film. And I was like, "It's, but it's so beautifully made, and I feel it's so relevant today. Um, 100%. I, th- I think particularly because I think the reason we address, um, not address, we sympathize with Neil even more so as well maybe, is because I think we're both artists. I feel a lot of my friends and people that I surround myself with are artists, and there is definitely a, a pressure of, particularly with the whole um, job ad thing last year with, like, Fatima should get a job and try pursuing but, something else other than ballet or no whatnot.
1: One, <laughs> no one's tweeting about it anymore, though, because they realise that it's actually not as big a deal.
0: There's yeah, other yeah. things
1: that are going exactly.
0: on. Exactly, completely. Right. <laughs> but I think, I think, yeah, there, there really is. I think uh, um, a pressure still for creatives to pursue a more "quote unquote" noble kind of um, pursuit and whatnot. Hmm. And I think it's it's difficult when you see this character Neil, who's actually embracing that, and particularly in that time, it's it's just considered an absolute. It's rubbish. It's awful and whatnot. And it's just, it's. Yeah. I think it's sad to to see. But we we've um opened on this before in like a previous podcast about how with the pressures of <clears throat> being an artist and and what comes with that and whatnot. But um, yeah, I think we're. I think us already pursuing what we're doing is is a way of our carpe diem and how we're rooting ourselves in scripture and spirit and allowing our characters to be filled, to be joyful, and to be found in Christ, and how our art is an expression of our character who is yeah. restored and transformed in, in Jesus. So it's we, we, we're doing our part. Even making this right now is our form of carpe diem um, in, in some capacity because we're rebelling, but we're, we're still... <laughs> You know, we're not... Um... Yeah, we're, we're <laughs>
1: taking down the system one edge. Of at a time.
0: All right, my followers, we are going to invade the Capitol building.
1: No, 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 no. Don't you even... No, edit no. that out right now.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I'm in charge of the editing. I will start a revolution.
1: It's fine because it's not even a convincing impression, so I don't think anyone would. I'm, if you I'm per- said the word genuinely building, No, one's...
0: genuinely, I purposely tried to not sound like Trump because I was like, I don't want to make it just like a Trump thing because it isn't.
1: You got um, a huge responsibility to your country.
0: <laughs> uh, You're always sure better i Make sure you rest,
1: stay though. at my hotel so that I uh, can uh, can retire very comfortably. Also, did I did I tell you guys that I'm a messianic figure? <laughs> uh, I uh, if if you uh, if you believe in the Bible, which I do, I'm losing it. I'm going kind of meekly <laughs> now. I yeah. I do solemnly believe in Springfield and in the Bible. <laughs>
0: oh
1: man! Yeah, yeah.
0: Down the whole oh, to cause... the left. Yeah. Uh, so.
1: I love how um, I just like ragged on your impression when you weren't even trying no, to do an no, no, no. impression, and then proceeded to just like steal the limelight and do a really bad impression as well.
0: So. I think it's brilliant. I think there's always, <laughs> always a time and place for you to do a great impression. The only one that I can get away with is Patrick Warburton. So whenever, whenever yeah. you start, that's like Please literally watch only
1: for his new group, so we could just so we just do a podcast <laughs> on it. Not even for the themes in it. Not even. <laughs> Just for <laughs> you to do like an hour of Patrick Warburton.
0: Oh yeah, sure. No, uh, yeah, I could do that. I'll, uh, I'll give it a watch later. You know,
1: the poison that's meant for Cusco. The Cusco's poison. The uh, poison <laughs> that's meant to be used to poison Cusco.
0: Cusco's. Poison. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I haven't actually watched it. Enough, I've heard. i it's, it's so
1: great. good. It's. So I'm good.
0: going to watch it, and then I'm gonna make a desperate attempt. To see if I can find any theological themes, and then we can talk about it, and then I can yeah. just brag I mean, about how I have a decent Patrick Warburton accent.
1: <laughs> we did it for one alone. We can we can do it for <laughs> exactly.
0: Hey,
1: if you if you uh, suggest that uh, f- f- as like a as like a family viewing experience, then hmm. they'll be like, oh yeah, Brand- Brandon gives really good movie suggestions. I actually really enjoyed that. And then the next be time, old. you swoop in with something like Tenet, or like. I don't know, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nests or um, mm-hmm. uh, Psycho or <laughs> um, anything by the Lumiere Brothers. They're going to be like, hey, uh, let's actually watch this because Brandon always recommends really good movies.
0: <laughs>
1: so, uh,
0: Well, do you know what? I've been thinking as well is we probably should actually talk about a bad film at some point. Um, on on this as well because I feel we can learn from that as well. So maybe oh, yeah, we take yeah, yeah. another, yeah. Um, yeah, another direction with that. But yeah, anyway, on on, on all of that, I can't even remember what my bloody point was before the whole Trump thing. <laughs> um, oh yeah, that, um,
1: this is this is our our form of carpe diem.
0: Exactly, exactly. This is our form Everybody of carpe diem. So we do it with quoting scripture and making ridiculous noises and impressions so we yeah. hope it makes at least somewhat of an impact um but it's it's good because we already learn with how we're talking to each other we're already getting so much from it and um it's good stuff yeah um, now let's
1: not make this longer than the among us episode
0: <laughs> yeah yeah agreed well i'm gonna stop hey, right hey, now. Leave
1: it right hey. now